Hello, hello, my magical friends, and welcome to another Witchful Ways podcast episode. This is Annika, and I offer you insight, guidance, tools, courses, and an amazing membership that allows you to live a magical life every single day. So today I want to discuss a fun and sometimes confusing topic in the world of magic, and that is magical names. And we're going to dive a little bit even into whether or not there's a persona aspect that happens when you assume this magical name. So names are powerful things, right? They can shape your identity. They can influence how other people perceive you. They hold a great deal of energy and significance overall. In the world of magic, names are even more important. They're used to evoke spirits, to call forth energies, and of course, in our spell casting as well. So what exactly is a magical name? Well, simply put, a magical name is a name that has been chosen for its maybe its energy, its power, its intention. The name is used in rituals, in meditations, in spell work, and it's used to focus and direct energy towards a specific outcome. So when somebody gets their magical name or they decide that they're going to work on a magical name. Let's take a step back for just a second and talk about magical names um, and how they're, they come about, right? So the use of magical names can be traced way back to ancient civilizations like the Egyptians. They believe that the power of a name was linked to the power of the god or goddess that it represented, right? In more recent times, many traditions such as Wicca, use magical names and general witchcraft use magical names as a way to separate their magical practice from their everyday life. So what's the purpose of a magical name? A magical name can do a couple different things. One, of course, it can um, give you the ability to not be known by your real name. Why would somebody want to do that? Well, there are a couple different reasons that I can think of right off the top of my head why somebody wouldn't want to do that. One is that they're not out of the closet yet, right? They're still in the broom closet. They haven't come out to family and friends of their practices, or maybe they don't choose uh, to divulge their practice to people that they come in contact with. So, when they are in a social media sense or when they are in like witch con sense, you know, or something like that in those kind of areas, virtual and physical, they will use their magical name. And it's a way for them to protect their identity or a way for them to protect their, um, their practice. Not that they're doing anything wrong, not that they're trying to trick anybody or anything like that. It's simply because they're using it for purposes that are personal to them. Like you go online and you see, you know, like Sky Rainbow Moon is their name. Obviously, you know, that's not a true name, right? That is a magical name. And that may even be a magical persona. But that is a magical name that that person has chosen. Now, the other reasons for them are and when we think about this secrecy, when we think about witchcraft back in the day, like way, way back in the day, right, where people were coming together on certain, you know, full moon nights, they did it on the full moon because they could see where they were going on the full moon nights 
And they didn't know each other from outside of this circle, right? When we think way back in the day, people had to travel distances to be able to see their neighbor, acres, right? So to, and not all the time, even as, as, you know, space came together and more people came into, you know, towns and things like that, there still was a level of secrecy to it. So when you stepped into working in a magical circle with the people of that time, and even in this day and age, you may choose to have a magical name so that that person or group of people doesn't have the opportunity, right, to to get into your mundane life, right? So that's a purpose of a magical name. What's another purpose of a magical name? Another purpose of a magical name is that we oftentimes, very often, and should be a lot of the times, a majority of the times when you're working your magical practice, you should have power in your words. We know that words have power. So if you decide to take a magical name and you sit and you dwell on it or spirit comes to you and says, this is what we prefer to call you, or you just feel drawn to a different name other than your own in a magical sense, right? My magical name is Annika Rogue. Well, it's it's always been Annika, but when I started in social media, you had to have a last name. So I just threw one on there. It doesn't really have their last name. My magical name that I work under is Annika. My mundane everyday life is Betty. I personally feel that Annika has a lot more magical essence to it than Betty. My own personal thought or feeling. And the other reason that I have a magical name personally is because when I started working in the magical community or the metaphysical community back in 2009, nobody, and I mean nobody, had their regular mundane name, right? They out there, they were all trying to make it, um, some of them fantastical, right? Um you know, like uh, Lunar May, right? Or something like that. But, and the reason was, again, for that privacy aspect to it. And then we moved into social media being more prevalent. And in 2012, I opened my Facebook or I got onto Facebook and social media for Witchful Ways. And at the time it was called Annika's Magical Arts, but it morphed into Witchful Ways. (laughs) So for Witchful Ways. And at that point, everybody that I had built my business with already referred to me as Annika. So I wasn't going to make things more confusing for people, right? So so to go, okay, wait a second, what happened here? Like what, you know, but in many years ago, it's probably almost 10 years ago now, um, a good seven or eight that I came out, right? When video, when, when, um, Facebook allowed video on their their platform. That's when I came out was like video. I love to chat about things. I want to teach courses. I want to have a membership. I want to have other people be able to understand and learn what living a magical life is, what really manifesting with your magic involves, right? 
So I was going to get out there on video. So that the very first video that I made was one that um, introduced myself at, with my mundane name. So that it wasn't confusing to people that I had been in contact with for all of that business. So there's another reason why you may see magical names is because of congruency, right? If somebody built a business in 1994, 1997, or you know, 2009, like I did, and started in with a magical name, sometimes it's more of a headache to go through. And especially if the business does well, it's more of a headache to go through and try and explain to people what happened, right? When you present with this, this other name, lastly with it and having a brick and mortar store in 2012, uh, for a couple years, there was confusion for people that would come in the door and go, wait a second. All right aren't you Annika as well? And um, yeah, that's, that's me too, right? It's never been a secret thing for me. However, there are people that will hold their names in secrecy and that's completely up to them. So they may choose their magical name and never divulge it to anyone because they feel if they do, it loses its power. And that is personal preference. There are circles and there are covens, right? That will come together and they will give you a magical name at your initiation. And that's your preference. There are people that follow the Wiccan tradition and they have their children or themselves have gone through a Wiccaning. That is when you receive your magical name. It's given to you. Whether you choose to divulge that name to anyone else is your prerogative, right? So there's all these different reasons why somebody would use a magical name. What's the benefit of using a magical name? Again, is we know that words have power and we connect emotions to words when we're spellcasting. That's the action part of spellcasting, right? We are raising vibration. We are raising energy and we're putting it into the words or the movements or whatever it is that we're using, but usually there's some type of incantation or chant, you know, or something sound that comes with it in our spell casting. And we know that that holds power. So we also know that you are able to attach certain energies to words or gestures, right? Casting delays, things like that. So we're able to do that. So when I use the name Annika, I am always stepping into a magical mindset. I'm seeing everything with mystical eyes. There is a subconscious switch within me. Now, I always say you marry your magical and your mundane lives. That's how you live a magical life every single day. You learn how to melt the two of them together so that it works and you don't have to step in and out of being a witch, right? It's like, okay, we're going to do this ritual. So from seven to nine tonight, I'm going to step into being Annika and as a witch. No, I am both Betty and Annika every day, all day long. It just depends on what I'm actually doing in the moment of whether or not I choose to use the power that has attached to my magical name. So choosing a magical name, again, is a very personal process and it can take time. And it's important to choose a name that resonates with you. It feels empowering, right? And it holds that energy and intention that you want to work with. Some people will choose a name that represents their spiritual path. 
Other people may choose a name that represents their personality or their magical intentions. It is completely up to you what your magical name is and whether or not you decide to divulge that name to any other person. So when it comes to using your magical name in practice, again, it's helpful to write it out and meditate on it. Repeat your name to yourself, your magical name to yourself, and focus on the energy and the intention that you're putting behind this word. That's going to help to reinforce your connection to your magical name and to increase its power and effectiveness. And again, some people will choose to keep their magical name private. It's considered sacred and special to them. Others are going to choose to use it more openly, like myself, when they're in the magical community. Some will only share their name with their trusted coven members or their spiritual friends, but otherwise they keep it to themselves. Other people will never speak their magical name to anyone. Again, I always say, and you guys know, it's what? It's you do you, witchy poo, right? So magical names are an important aspect of magic and spirituality. They can bring a great deal of power and intention to your practice, and it can help you to focus and direct energy towards your desired outcome. So take the time to choose a name that resonates with you and make it your own. And the magical community is not the only one that does this, right? It's not where another name is given to you. There's a lot of different other traditions and different religions. Roman Catholics, uh, they receive a, a, a different name at their baptism, right? Uh, and for years, I, <laughs> I thought that my own father's name was different than it actually is because his birth name and his um, baptismal name were different. <laughs> Very close, but they were different. And I was like, wait a second. This was only like three years ago I found this out. And I was like, wait, your middle name really isn't this? And he's like, I thought it was. And we found out that it was because of the name that he was given at his baptism is what my grandmother had actually used for him. So we all thought that was his name, birth name, but it wasn't. So different reasons for them to do that, right? That's always usually attached to some type of saint or something. But again, it's showing that the traditions and the things and the rituals that we do and the things that we correlate and the correspondences that we have, aren't they don't just belong to us, right? Everything's borrowed from everybody else. So that's why it's amazing that in the magical community, especially when you're working with secular witchcraft, meaning you are not connecting yourself to any specific religion or spiritual belief system, that we can have that openness. Right. So next, I want to chat really quickly about magical personas. Right. Because this kind of gets um, OK. So are, are you cre when you create a magical name or when you, you know, assume your magical name? Let's talk about magical personas. Did you even know that that was a thing? It is. And again, this isn't something that's done to deceive anyone. This isn't something that's done to, um, you know, hide any 
any real thing. It's always a personal preference, but everybody takes on a persona in every aspect that they work within. So yes, magical personas are a thing. It's different than a character, right? We're not creating a character. We're taking on a persona that we're stepping into. Two different things. Magical persona is very similar to the person that's doing a TED Talk. The speaker that gets up there steps into the role of being an authority on both speaking and on whatever subject that they're speaking about before they go on stage. Right? Many people in many different areas of their lives will actually assume personas. Do you think that your favorite celebrity is 100% their regular daily personality when they're doing the interviews or when they're on stage or when they're interacting with their fans at VIP things or whatever it is? No. Because when they step on stage, they step into a persona. I don't care if it's a rock band. I don't care if it's a speaker. I don't care what it is. They step into that. And this doesn't mean, again, that they're not being authentic. This doesn't mean that they don't actually know what it is that they're talking about. And it doesn't mean that they're trying to be deceptive in any way. It simply means that it's their way of stepping into the person that they need to be in that moment. That they're letting go of any fears or insecurities that they may hold about or within themselves. And there's no difference when it comes to your magical practice. If you feel that you need to step into a different energy, that energy feel, right? If you feel that you need to step into that different energy feel to feel 100% authentic and working your magic, then again, as I always say, you do you, witchy poo. Our magical personas and our mundane personalities are very much overlapped. Having a magical persona means that you are able to, again, attach to that energy and that name as, you know, we're talking about having a magical name and a persona, having that magical name allows you to almost like put that cape on, right? It superpowers you. It allows you to step in and go, okay, you know what? I am a spiritual badass right now. And there's nobody that could tell me any different because I've stepped into this power. A magical persona is very similar to a magical name in a lot of aspects, right? This persona that you use when you're working your magic may be a thousand times more flamboyant than your mundane personality is. Having a magical persona like that may actually benefit your magic in the same way that having a magical name does, right? They kind of usually go together. It allows you to actually step out of your mundane personality and leave any doubts and fears and all the, uh, the you know, fears that you have about metaphysical and supernatural and paranormal and magical endeavors outside of your current space and workings, which again, makes you a spiritual badass and a powerful witch, right? 
All right. That's this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Witchful Ways podcast. Please be sure that you've grabbed the freebie guides at witchfulways.com so I can help you to live a magical life every day as well. And of course, join me next time as we dive deeper into the fascinating world of magic. Until then, have a wonderfully magical rest of your day.